This is Vina 007 back for another 10 minute spoiler free movie review and that was probably the funniest bit of Pitch Perfect 2 and it happens before the movie even starts. It's the universal title card fanfare done a cappella by Elizabeth Banks and John Michael Higgins which if you watch the original Pitch Perfect movie you will know that they played the snarky commentators who were horribly politically incorrect and sort of and just about the funniest thing in the original film. This movie picks up where that one left off. So we're back in Barden College and the Bellas are the a cappella group that we saw triumph in the last movie. And now we see them, they're three-time reigning world champions and everything seems to be going really great except that Fat Amy does something unmentionable in the opening scene and suddenly they find themselves banned from the American Championships. And the only way that they can get back into defending their title is to go to the Worlds, go to the World Championships in Copenhagen rather randomly and to win the title, which has never been done because apparently everybody hates the Americans. Um, Yeah, whatever. So that is the setup of the film. The other thing that the film does is it has the group trying to find themselves. So I guess for all of them, they're nervous about what happens when they graduate and they don't have the comforting routine of being in the Bellas. And for Anna Kendricks Becker, who you'll remember as the girl who did all the mashup arrangements in the first film, she's interning at a recording studio that is run by her boss, who's played by Keegan-Michael Key, and he just totally tells her that she needs to make something original and that the mashups aren't good enough. So the Bellas and the people within the group are having a little bit of a crisis of confidence and are off-key. And into that mix comes Haley Steinfeld's character, Emily, who is just so enthusiastic and dorky and happy to be there. And all she wants to do is write her own music, which of course in the world of a cappella is verboten because you have to do cover versions. So the girls are up against this sort of crypto-fascist German group called Das Soundmaschine, and they're up against themselves really. And what this adds up to is a film that doesn't have that lightness of touch, it doesn't have the humour, and it doesn't have the sunny optimism of the first film for much of its running time. It's pretty dull and it's pretty painful because you're just watching these girls be miserable and the song and dance routines that are why we go to watch a film like this. We want to see the fun singing just sounds off because it's meant to sound off because they're meant to be bad. And that's kind of a drag, actually. I just felt this film never fired. It never, it was never entertaining. And it certainly didn't make me laugh, apart from that opening fanfare sequence. And also, there's a scene about halfway through the film where Rebel Wilson, who plays Fat Amy, canoes herself across the lake to woo Adam Devine's bumper character, which is pretty much the same character he plays in uh, Modern Family. But that's not a problem, because it's a funny character. That's really fun. But apart from that, there's not really much in this film. I think the problem is is that the premise is that they lose their sound and so it becomes a bit of a downer. And because of that, none of the musical numbers really are catchy. But even when they get their sound and their mojo back, as they inevitably must do, even then the music tracks aren't that impressive. And I find that surprising given that Mark Mothersbaugh did 
the soundtrack for the film. So we have this big moment where Becca, the aspiring music producer, finally produces this hot track for her her boss. And that's meant to be this mind-blowingly awesome track. And it just doesn't sound that impressive. And I think part of the credibility of a film like this is is that it should produce tunes that are good enough to be in the in the iTunes chart, as the original Pitch Perfect did. And this movie doesn't do that. And when it doesn't, it just becomes just another bad buddy comedy, I guess. You know, the other unfortunate thing is because I'm a great fan of Elizabeth Banks, I think. She's one of the most interesting things in The Hunger Games with her character. And I think she was by far the funniest thing in the first Pitch Perfect. And she's been elevated to director. So this is her first feature-length film that she's directing. And I have to say, there's not much directorial flourish in this film. And maybe that's budget-related? I don't know. But it just feels flat, And I know that the writer Kay Cannon has to take credit for not producing the jokes, but somehow even the direction just felt very, very workmanlike. And the choice of going to Copenhagen and the fact that nothing is really sort of done with that, because I'm not sure they did actually. I think it was all filmed in Baton Rouge or somewhere. But it's it's just odd. And it just goes nowhere. And some of the choices, I know this is meant to be a very politically incorrect film, but to have the sort of, you know, the German team is this kind of uber-mentioned Kraftwerk thing is just bizarre. And then, my goodness, the product placement is so in your face and horrible. There's one particular scene which is entirely crafted around trying to sell us a particular brand of car that's just unnecessary and obnoxious. So, yeah... An unfunny film that's a bit of a downer, without good tunes, and that's trying to push products into our face. I have to say, Pitch Perfect 2 is a tremendous disappointment. However, I'm sure it will find its audience. There's enough people who love the original film. There's even a a single longer version on iTunes, so I guess that kind of tells you something about how popular it is. I think this is a tremendous mistake. However, what I would say is that Hayley Steinfeld is really fantastic. And she's um, she's really charming. She's really charming. So maybe what they do is make Pitch Perfect 3, as I'm sure they will, and the graduating class will go away and, and you get a new film centred around her with a proper director and some really great songs and you can somehow rescue the franchise, I guess. Anyway, if you've seen Pitch Perfect 2 and agree or disagree with my take, please feel free to leave a comment on the blog at beena007.com. In the meantime, thanks for listening. Pitch Perfect 2 has a running time of 115 minutes and is rated PG-13. The movie is currently on release in the USA, UK and Ireland. It's also on release in Australia, New Zealand, the Philippines, Sweden, Austria, Germany, Malaysia, uh, Russia, Singapore, Thailand, Canada, the Czech Republic, Finland, Ireland, India, Iceland, Pakistan, Poland, Slovakia and Vietnam. It opens later in May in Cambodia, Colombia, Hungary, Italy, Mexico, Portugal, Serbia, Spain, Norway, South Korea, Bulgaria, Estonia, Lithuania, Latvia, Morocco and Romania. It opens on June 4th in Israel, June 9th in Bahrain, June 11th in Brazil, June 25th in Chile, July 22nd in France, July 29th in Belgium and finally on August 6th in Argentina and Denmark.